Hey everyone, my name is Joe, and you are listening to One Word of Advice. One Word of Advice is a podcast series where I meet people from all walks of life, listen to their life stories, and learn from them. In today's episode, I speak to a longtime friend, Kent, who has lived in China for almost 15 years. He shares his thoughts on what it means to be different from others and if we should try to be different. Welcome to my very first episode. I'm very, very delighted to have Kent with me today. Kent flew all the way from China back to Singapore. Not for me, of course. And I managed to catch him before he left. So, Kent, thank you for agreeing to be my podcast guinea pig today again. Thank you so much, Joe, for having me. I'm very privileged to be on your first episode. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much uncertainty going on here because essentially I told Ken that you know there's not going to be a script I'm not sure what I'm going to ask so we essentially are just two blank pieces of paper yeah I'm always very a little worried anxious but always excited about having blank pieces of paper in front of me but it's a beautiful piece of uh, blank paper in front of me oh <laughs> So I guess talking about how you have been in China for almost 14 years now? Well, right? actually almost 15. So how does it feel like being back in Singapore this time as compared to in the past when you have visited? It feels very different. It feels like home. That's rather ironical, right? Yeah. Um, well, actually, I've never really too far away from home, Singapore. Because um, in the past 15 years, and notably in the past two, three years, I decided to come back more often, mainly for my folks and getting connected with um, friends or classmates or clients, mm-hmm. acquaintances as well. But this time round, it was a little different. Mm. You know, it was vastly different because um, I've been away for one slightly more than a year. Why I felt so different? Because being one year away from home and of course it's uh, during these COVID times now it's post-COVID mm-hmm. I realized that no matter what no matter how much I like of a foreign land and in this case China which I grew very fond of even before I went China 16 years ago 15 years ago regardless I would be a foreigner in a foreign land mm. even though we speak a common language mm-hmm. like Mandarin and Chinese but regardless, we are a foreigner. Mm. Regardless of how much we are connected with the Singaporean community in China, in Shanghai, mm. uh, that's a good thing. Lots of self-help there. But we are still foreigners. Mm. And coming back, I decided that I wanted to be back here a little longer. I realized that I have uh, more time to meet people. And I realized that post-COVID actually caused people here to be a lot more closely knit that we get to know or rediscover relationships. We get to rediscover our neighborhoods. We get to rediscover our heritage. We get to rediscover Singapore. And finally, we get to rediscover ourselves. I think I do agree with you a lot. If we are bringing back experiences that we had both had in China, and I think there were so many times where we were just looking for something new, you know, especially being in a new, different country altogether, mm. which is so different from your home place. 
there is always a need to seek that, oh, you know, we are doing something different. So there's always this part of me where when I was in Shanghai, that I always tell my friends that I'm living in an alternate reality. <laughs> yeah, or like, you know, a split <laughs> Tell life. me about it. Yeah, so it feels very weird every time I come back to Singapore. So even now that I've graduated and I started working in Singapore, I still feel very different. So I don't know if you feel that sense of disconnection that, you know, when you're in China or in Singapore, that there's a difference. Because for me, I feel like I don't really fit in completely in Singapore. But if you were to put me in China, just like you said, I'm a foreigner as well. And people see me as a foreigner. Yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, mm-hmm. till now and more than a year later, you still mm-hmm. feel like different, even though you are quite comfortably living at home in Singapore? Yeah, so I think it's the way that, you know, when we were in China, we adapted a different lifestyle. And then now that I'm back, my colleagues, you know, people around me that we meet, they are so different from what I would, to the usual people that I would meet before I went to China, right? Mm. So it's kind of like the people around you has changed, the life that you had and the, I don't know, the thoughts that you had had changed so much so you're essentially not the same person and you don't feel the same comfortable kind of feeling when you had yeah I could recall but there's one Chinese phrase for it 独在家乡唯一客 translated stranger at home Mm -hmm. yes I in the past I used to have that feeling but I guess this time round right for me I decided a lot of times it's choice okay in the past i choose to want to be different oh i carry with me a bag full of um, overseas experience and in my case china i'm not saying that china is greater or different from other so long as you've been living and working or studying in another country another environment for an extended period you come back home with a bag full of experiences so i would be like that that oh i I was different. But this time round, I choose to say that I'm same. I'm <laughs> still the same. Can't. You see the funny thing, right? So, um, like uh, inspired by many other Singaporeans who have been leading a lot more healthier lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? So, I've been like running, jogging, making long walks. I live at Marine Parade, so which means I've got good access to East Coast Park and lots of good uh, a network of PCN. So I get to bump into people. So this part here is quite funny. You know, depending on how your name is called, then you can immediately associate with uh, which group of friends you are from. <laughs> so meaning, right, like uh, if people call me Zhuhua Tongxue, I know it's JC time. Because in my time in JC, right, I was mm-hmm. from Tomasic Junior College. So that would be like uh, mid 80s, mm-hmm. where in school, uh, names are all by Han Yu Pinyin. So people call me Zhihua Tongxue. Hey, Zhihua, Zhihua, that would be JC. Mm. And if it's uh, Liu Zhihua, Liu Zhihua, that would be from your you know, form teacher from your school, and I was from Anglican High School. So very scared. If people call me full name, right? Liu Zhihua, what's <laughs> And then, just last weekend, right, uh, somebody from behind, I was running, called me, hey, Lao Zihua. That must be from the army. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was talking, oh, nobody calls me my full name except army friends, right? And then in five minutes later, mm-hmm. at my back, 
was another guy who came back, hey, Lao <laughs> True enough, it's an army friend. So what I'm trying to say is that I find myself, right, um, getting familiar all over again. So, well, in the past, I would enjoy this thing about, uh, be so excited about being different. Okay, um, but this time round, I would say I actively seek uh, common grounds. And we can, of course, celebrate being different, but we can also celebrate what we have in common. So there is this diversity and there's this unity and they are not necessary at the opposing ends. So, yes, I mean, to an answer to your question, right, that feeling different, yes, of course, I'm no longer the same old Kent like before I left 16 years ago. But I'm still the same Kent. No, I've just been thinking a lot as well because previously when we met, you also mentioned how people are more common than we think we are, right? Mm. Especially even if we are from different cultures, we are from different backgrounds, there's always something there to bind us together. Mm. Yeah, and I thought, yeah, that's like more true than ever, especially in today's society where everything is so globalized and I've been meeting a lot of people recently as well mm. who are all from different parts of the world and I think it's very interesting how we are able to connect mm. yeah and I think that surprises me a lot mm. especially I think if during the time that I've been in China you know it's a very different place because you just assimilate into one big culture right but now back in Singapore, it feels different again because you see so many different people with different cultures coming into this place. So yeah, it's just a thought that I had. I think that's maybe one part of difference that I felt coming back to Singapore this time around. Yeah, I kind of share that notion too. And really in my case, right, I think mm-hmm. uh, I find increasingly we have more in common than not. I like this uh, cartoon. You know, about this thing about being unique, uh, being different, right? A was talking to B, you are unique, <laughs> just like everyone else behind you. So yes, we are unique. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's also something that's common in all of us. Putting it to a cultural perspective, right? And we grew up as Singaporeans and we still identify ourselves as ethnically Chinese. But the same thing is like we always try to differentiate ourselves from China, like go to other parts of the world and people are like, oh, Singapore is part of China. (laughs) And you're like, no, 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 that's not how it is. And that's like, essentially, I think the first part that people, Singaporeans in a way, try to differentiate themselves away from China. But at the same time, there's so many different values, I would say. Like there were so many values that are the same as China. And I think that's essentially the part when, you know, when we talk about it and you ask me if I identify myself more as Chinese-Singaporean or Singaporean-Chinese. Yeah, I remember that conversation. Yeah, it's so conflicting because I realized that um, you're not wrong in a sense. So you, do you want to repeat your answer at the time? I forgot my answer at that time, but today, right now, I'm feeling I'm a Singaporean-Chinese. Yeah. Meaning I'm first a Singaporean. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, my ethnicity is Chinese. Yeah. Sometimes it's about semantics. Uh. 
because some people would say that you know the second word mm -hmm. that would be the denominator. So you can also argue that way. I'm a Chinese Singaporean. Yeah. So Singaporean is that common denominator, mm -hmm. whereas uh, Chinese defines our ethnicity. So yeah. I guess I'm not sure if there's an official position mm -hmm. that uh, from our government. But still, I think uh, that's what I hold. I'm first a Singaporean, and mm -hmm. second, my ethnic roots is in Chinese. But I would so, dissociate sorry. myself from being the China China. Yeah. Okay, Chinese. That is your ethnic roots. You know, when we had that conversation, mm. my answer was that I'm Singaporean Chinese, right? So, Which is what the, do you feel today? Um, my stance has always been that I appreciate my ethnic roots, and it defines who I am. But Nationality-wise, I'm always a Singaporean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so being a Singaporean, it means that we have shared experiences. That's something that we actually learned in social studies when we were younger, right? That we had mm. shared experiences. And for guys, it might be like NS. For females, I don't know. It might be just the national education that we have or like in school, right? The way that we are being taught. Ultimately, it's the things that you see that you grew up with in Singapore that makes the experience, right? And then it comes back to the unique part of it is that my ethnicity adds color to who I am. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. So today you are Singaporean Chinese. I think Did every I get day. Correct. Every day. Every day I'm Singaporean Chinese. <laughs> Wait, I think uh, okay, uh, still on this context, right? Yeah. It's. I guess it has maybe has got to do with the context as well. Imagine we are in this hall at then in a particular event. Mm -hmm. It is post post COVID times where mm -hmm. you can you know have a ethnic Chinese from all over the world mm -hmm. gathered in a hall, right? And mm -hmm. we started to introduce each other. So he's an American-born Chinese. He's an Australian Chinese. Yes. And I'm a Singaporean Chinese. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it would be perfectly and politically correct to introduce myself. Mm -hmm. I'm Kent and I'm a Singaporean Chinese, mm -hmm. just as you are Moroccan Chinese. And if, let's say we change the context, that, okay, a foreigner, we always find the Asia, the diversity, the ethnic diversity mm -hmm. is very colourful, very interesting. Mm -hmm. So when it started to ask, you know, among a lot of uh, people from Thailand, Philippines, and, and among Singaporeans, there are a few uh, Indians and Chinese family, mm -hmm. and maybe mixed. So when people ask me, right, yeah, I would say I'm a Chinese Singaporean. <clears throat> First, I'm a Singaporean, but the Chinese describes my... Okay, I get what you, you mean. You get what I mean? Yes, yes. Mm. So essentially, Contact. it differs on the situation that you're in. Mm. So in a space where it's a diverse group of people, you put your nationality first because that's who you are. But mm. ethnically-wise, that's um, you know, kind of like an information, but you're putting out yourself as a Singaporean first. That's right. But then yeah. I think we probably both share the same stand, right? That we are mm. first a Singaporean. Mm-hmm. And very importantly, we are also ethnic Chinese. Yeah. Yes. So I think that both think are people super may not, important. Yeah, right? both are as, yeah. I think both are as important. Mm -hmm. And people would not push us, right? And uh, at least people will not push me. Mm -hmm. That you are first, then second. I'm a Singaporean and I'm Chinese. My citizenship, mm -hmm. my birthright, two, one is where I'm born. Mm -hmm. Two is my ethnic roots. You see, I recall some, I've forgotten which author was that, mm -hmm. that says birthright, right? There are three things that you cannot change at birth. Mm -hmm. Okay. First, 
the country where you're born, your place of birth. Yeah. Yes. Second, your skin color, your ethnicity. Yeah. Third, actually also your family name. You can change after that. Okay, la, now, yeah. now you can change your family now name. Now you can change your family <laughs> name. But then, yes, the, you can't change your place of birth. Mm, that's true. Yeah, uh, you can't change your skin color. Mm. And then when you talk, say the place of birth, and of course we would say that for most of us, mm-hmm. our place of birth is also where we possibly acquire our first citizenship. Mm-hmm. That's our birthright. But things do get complicated too. That when you started to like uh, acquire a second citizenship or you denounce your first, your original citizenship by birth and you acquire a new one. I'm sure, you know, when back in Shanghai and now here in Singapore that mm-hmm. you come would come across friends, classmates are from originally from mainland China, and then they have a new identity. Now in Singapore, I'm sure you have uh, come across many new Singaporeans, and sometimes hey, they really get stuck. Uh. Like they denounce their Chinese citizenship, yes. and then to, of course, proclaim that they are Singaporean. Mm. Yeah, so there are stories. I'm not sure we're getting, we want to get into that, but that is a more complicated story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think essentially there's always this part where we always want to know from other people, oh, where are you from, right? Yeah. And a lot of, you know, I've been reading so many accounts from people from the other parts of the world that they say that it's not so much from where my ancestors are from or where I was initially born, but it's more of like where I identify myself with now. Mm. And I think that changes for really every individual because I have friends who now really see themselves as Singaporeans. But I also have friends who say that, oh, you know, I live in Singapore, but I feel the most comfortable somewhere else. And I think maybe that's like how, in a sense, globalization really works. <laughs> like, you don't really have to identify with the place that you're born with, but the place that you eventually find your life settled there. But I agree that one thing that you definitely cannot change is your skin color. So, uh, not everybody like Michael Jackson can change skin color. Well, I mean, yes, but so I think there's always so this part of going back to um, whether or not um, there's this culture or tradition that you want to embrace, right? Mm-hmm. And I think on the topic of being different, right, and, you know, being unique, there was something that I suddenly remembered, which was when I went back to my secondary school. And my teacher was telling me that, you know, these days when they teach you, oh, you know, you have to feel great about yourself, you know, you can do anything and everybody is unique. And somehow that leads to more mental stress for a student. And essentially, I'm not sure if that's the right word to use, but um, individualistic, because you feel like there's a need to be different from everybody else. But at the same time, you're also on the same line. Mm. As other people, right, like, oh, when I'm in university, I need to get into an internship. Or like, I've seen like comments online and it makes me feel stressed as well of like, oh, how much should you be saving at maybe the age of like 23 or something, right? And people will give their own answers and you're like, oh, I'm not doing enough. So I think there's always the need where you are being told that you are unique and you can make a difference. But at the same time, you also compare yourself to the others and you feel like, oh, I'm not the same. And I think that's very conflicting, but something that is so relevant in our society these days. And I don't know if you have felt that at a younger age. 
I still feel that when I'm at the young age of 54 now. <laughs> <laughs> well, compared with some folks that I talk to, right? Yeah. 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm a young guy. But yeah, I guess we will never find a, whether we should come to terms with ourselves and the quest for being unique, being different, or mm-hmm. being the same. See, either way is valid. I recall there was one shampoo ad. Mm-hmm. You know, Thai TV commercials, they are really great at you know making people go sob sob, right? Very touching. Yeah. And funny as you've come across this, but I will not advertise and mention the brand name. But there's this uh, mute violinist, this girl practicing violin, and then his evil sister. Mm-hmm. And then she was standing by a roadside, street side violin performer, a basker. And then in sign language, so the girl would ask this old performer and say, why am I different? And so with sign language, the street basker told her back, why should you be the same? So that's saying, why should you be the same? Mm-hmm. But the other hand is true as well. Why can't I be different? Or meaning, why don't I have my own unique strengths? Mm-hmm. Right, unique talents. Yeah. But you can always also, you can also ask back the same question. But why do you want to be unique? Why do you want to be not the same? So of course, uh, like uh, back to your point just now that we are told by like seniors or maybe we're at work or in family or just sheer peer pressure that you just need to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, to make a difference is a different thing altogether, I think. Because that's also my motto. But no, I do not have an answer, a direct answer to that. Mm -hmm. But I just think that with every encounter that we make, whether it's a passing, a fleeting moment with a stranger or at work, in school, at home, one doesn't need to always find this thing, that one to find this position whether... Yeah, I want to be different or I want to be mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. Can we just accept or at least at the first point of contact, right? Just hear mm-hmm. out the person in front of you with an open heart and mind and ears, most importantly, like listening to you now, to just listen and then just to take it in and celebrate if there is something that we find in common. And if there are differences, right, then you contribute. We can offer your different perspectives and your different experience. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And we celebrate that we can be the same mm-hmm. and we can be different. It really doesn't matter. Meaning, don't have to stick to that stigma or find that thing that, okay, today, <laughs> different. Today, I'm the same. Yeah, so I think what we've been talking today turns out to be whether we can be same or different. And if I were to ask you an advice that you will give, I want to be different from other people, what advice will you give? This is not hypothetical because I do come across. Mm. And especially because in my course of work right now, I'm with uh, OSG Youth Alliance. So I meet with uh, young people all the time, yes. meaning young people aged 18 to 30. So when they say that I want to be different or why I cannot be different, mm. I really ask that, why do you want to be different? I think that is a more important and fundamental question. Mm -hmm. So I want to understand why. Mm -hmm. And then my advice, right, is uh, 
You see, I can be rather mischievous. So my advice, right, to the person is、uh, <laughs> to pose back a question or rhetoric. Why not? Meaning, really, at the end, right, of、uh, asking all the questions, because when you ask why, sometimes it can be very philosophical, which is not a bad thing at all. When you start to ask, why not?、Mm. Let's say you say I want to be different. Yeah, yeah. First, I ask you, Joe, why do you want to be different? So I probably would say that I think being different is a way for me to differentiate myself from others, and that helps me to find myself and maybe find my own value and the things that I really like to do instead of adhering to societal expectations.、Hmm. Yeah. Does that make you happy? I think this is. Another like complicated question、okay. because yes, I think I'm happy when I'm doing what I like,、mm-hmm. or I'm happy when I find my value because、mm-hmm. that makes me feel like I have value to the world or I find value in myself. But at the same time, it makes me a bit upset that people around me or the society feels like oh you shouldn't be going down this pathway. And then the next question will be of course like. Is it important of what other people tell you, right?、Mm. But I always find this connection that it's very difficult to split yourself from the comments from other people, especially when it comes from the closest friends, your closest relatives, or even your parents, right?、Mm. So no matter how much you say that, oh, you should believe in yourself, their comments still matter to you because you have that emotional connection with them and you want to make them proud.、Uh, yes, I agree with you on this. That you know we. It is not just a matter of like whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, or whatnot that you enjoy、mm. getting lots of likes, but generally, as human beings,、uh, we we need that sense of recognition. It、mm-hmm. is important, a sense of self worth.、Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with wanting to seek, you know,、uh, acceptance and even recognition.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then back onto this, right? So what is hindering you from pursuing、mm-hmm. that?、Mm, you mean pursuing my happiness of yeah, being different? Yeah. Of a different lifestyle that I would like to lead, I suppose there's a lot of like、mm, money is one thing. <laughs> That's a good one. Right, money is always a very big obstacle that holds a lot of people back.、Mm. And secondly, I think it's like not having enough courage because you never know what's going to be out there, and you never know if you're going to fall. You're definitely going to fail a lot of times, and I think essentially there's a lot of people that fear failure. Or like we are not willing to try out. So, what's preventing you is this fear of failure. No, not for me. I mean, that's the reason why I'm doing this podcast.、Right? Ah, I'm okay. I'm not sure if it will fail, but I think that's a good step of you know、mm. trying new things. So, I would say that I'm now on the road of being different, right?、Mm. But、um, to a lot of people out there as well who you know want to be different, or、uh, there's always this thing of like your experience is your own, and you cannot really give a direct answer to. Other people on whether they should do the same.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we went through this is because I want to bring lead you to the question of、uh, why. How would I ask why not? Right. Yeah. So yeah, Joe, why not just put them all the opinions and、mm-hmm. advice of、uh, other people, including、mm-hmm. your closest friends and、uh, associates, okay,、mm-hmm. and live the day of your own right.、Mm-hmm. Like doing a podcast,、uh, like today, starting the first episode, just. Just do it. The why not part, right? Is that、mm. while、well, asking why is that? Of course, we like just now.、Mm-hmm. We are engaging in、uh, finding reasons,、mm. r- 
rationales, why this, why that, right? Yes. And sometimes even excuses, right? Okay, mm-hmm. but when we ask why not, it means that we start to create possibilities and mm-hmm. it means that it takes some courage uh, to do what is different, different from what other people are telling you. Mm-hmm. Or it could also be different from what you are doing from yesterday. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah. I want to share with you what I posted yesterday. Yes. On the Instagram. Okay, so Ken just showed me a photo of... To box. enter or to yeah. jump. Uh, I wrote that in Chinese, but quickly translated. Mm-hmm. There are some choices in life. It's easy to say and it's hard to say. But the whole idea is that, you know, go ahead to make that jump, mm-hmm. that leap, so long as you don't cause, uh, you know, life-threatening damage. danger, damage to yourself <laughs> and to people around you. Yeah. Just for a day. And if that doesn't hurt that much, it may be a fall and it's not so painful. Mm-hmm. You don't die from it. Why not? And if you actually find some joy in it, mm-hmm. or you find that it's a challenge you're worth uh, pursuing further, mm-hmm. then why not just do it for another day? So asking why not, right? Why not is an action-oriented question. Well, why is a lot more philosophical. Mm. You are in an intellectual discourse without necessarily leading you to an action, yeah. a decision. But why not may quite possibly lead you to creating possibilities. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, that does mm. actually. So I think there's so much thought when it comes to this, right? And mm. no matter how much you think, and for this podcast, I would say that I actually thought about it since last December. So look at it, it's like nearing the end of March now, right? So there's so much of going back and forth and like, oh, do I have to do this? I have to get this prepared and stuff like that. And I think eventually, so what my colleague was like, you know, you just start out the first episode. And so the catalyst of this action was because that I was afraid that you'll be going back to China soon. And I just want to catch you before you leave. I'm so sorry. I may disappoint you because I may stay a little longer. So if this fails, (laughs) I can do it with you again. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, so I think that, so essentially maybe that was the cause of my action that your imminent departure to China made me feel like I have to do this soon. And maybe that got me started in thinking of the different episodes that I could do. Yeah, so I think that's like a good start. And yeah, so thanks for the advice that you gave on thinking why not instead of why. So how long will we be staying currently? Possibly mid-May. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's more Uh, time for you to meet with friends and stay with your family as well. Yes, to do things differently. Yeah, I mentioned in it's in my moments in Chinese. Mm. So meaning doing things differently. Mm. Yeah. And doing those things differently, right? Mm-hmm. I'm referring to things that are different from what I've been doing in my past 14 years mm. on my every return trip. Taking the time, taking enough breathers out in the nature and the parks and with uh, people and walking to neighborhoods I've never visited or I've not visited for a long time. Yeah, so I hope you have a good stay in Singapore and yeah, I'll probably see you again very, very yes, soon. Yes, that last thing. Yes. Okay, but being for me, for yes. me only, uh, seeking common grounds is being different this time. 
Mm, okay, let's leave it as that. Thank you so much, Ken. Thank you, Joe. Have a good weekend.